Good evening. To open our service tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? 102. Hear our prayer, O gracious Father, author of celestial good, that thy laws, so pure and holy, may be better understood. Hymn 102. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see where to click for the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is, we need more faith and confidence in God through prayer. And the readings will now be given by Florence from Georgia. I will read from the Bible, Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Hebrews. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Mark. 
Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them because they were as sheep not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when the day was now past spent, his disciples came unto him and said, This is a desert place, and now the time is far past. Send them away, that they may go into the country round about and into the villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. He answered and said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, Shall we go and buy two hundred penny worth of bread and give them to eat? He said unto them, How many loaves have ye? Go and see. And when they knew, they say five and two fishes. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed and break the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments and of the fishes. And they that did eat of the loaves were about 5,000 men. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. And he asked the scribes, what question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which has a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples, that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oft times it had cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him, and he was as one dead, 
insomuch that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. And they departed then. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works, both by Mary Baker Eddy. Are we benefited by praying? Yes. The desire which goes forth hungering after righteousness is blessed of our Father, and it does not return unto us void. God is not moved by the breath of praise to do more than he has already done, nor can the infinite do less than bestow all good, since he is unchanging wisdom and love. We can do more for ourselves by humble, fervent petition, but the all-loving does not grant them simply on ground of lip service, for he already knows all. Prayer cannot change the science of being, but it tends to bring us into harmony with it. Three times a day, I retire to seek the blessing, the divine blessing on the sick and sorrowing, with my face toward the Jerusalem of love and truth. In silent prayer to the Father, we see it in secret and with childlike confidence that he will reward openly. In the midst of depressing care and labor, I turn constantly to divine love for guidance and find rest. It affords me great joy to be able to attest to the truth of Jesus' word. Love makes all burdens light. It giveth a peace that passeth understanding and with signs following. Prophet and apostle have glorified God in secret prayer, and he has rewarded them openly. Prayer can neither change God nor bring his designs into mortal mode but it can and does change our mold and our false sense of life, love, and truth, uplifting us to him. Such prayer humiliates, purifies, and quickens activity in the direction that is unerring. True prayer is not asking God for love. It is learning to love and to include all mankind in one affection. Prayer is the utilization of the love wherewith he loves us. Prayer begets an awakened desire to be and do good. It makes new and scientific discoveries of God, of his goodness and power. It shows us more clearly than we saw before what we are already, having are, and most of all, it shows us what God is. Advancing in this light, we reflect it, and this light reveals the pure mind pictures in silent prayer, even as photography grasps the solar light to portray the face of pleasant thought. 
What but silent prayer can meet the demand? Pray without ceasing. The prayer of faith shall save the sick, says the scripture. What is this healing prayer? A mere request that God will heal the sick has no power to gain more of the divine presence than is always at hand. The beneficial effect of such prayer for the sick is on the human mind, making it act more powerfully on the body through a blind faith in God. This, however, is one belief casting out another, a belief in the unknown casting out a belief in sickness. It is neither science nor truth which acts through blind belief, nor is it the human understanding of the divine healing principle as manifested in Jesus, whose humble prayers with deep and conscientious protests of truth, of man's likeness to God, and of man's unity with truth and love. Like the great example, the healer should speak to disease as one having authority over it, leaving soul to master the false evidences of the corporeal senses and to assert its claims over mortality and disease. The same principle cures both sin and sickness. When divine science overcomes faith in a carnal mind and faith in God destroys all faith in sin and in material methods of healing, then sin, disease, and death will disappear. Prayers in which God is not asked to heal but is besought to take the patient to himself do not benefit the sick. An ill-tempered, complaining, or deceitful person should not be a nurse. The nurse should be cheerful, orderly, punctual, patient, full of faith, receptive to truth and love. Sometimes Jesus called the disease by name, as when he said to the epileptic boy, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. It is added that the spirit error cried and rent him sore and came out of him, and he was as one dead. Clear evidence that the malady was not material. Our surety is in our confidence that we are indeed dwellers in truth and love, man's eternal mansion. Such a heavenly assurance ends all warfare and this tumult cease. For the good fight we have waged is over, and divine love gives us the true sense of victory. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. We must have faith in all the sayings of our master, though they are not included in the teachings of the schools and are not understood generally by our ethical instructors. Against the fatal belief that error is as real as truth, that evil is equal in power to good, if not superior, and that discord is as normal as harmony, even the hope of freedom from the bondage of sickness and sin has little inspiration to nerve endeavor. When we come to have more faith in the truth of being than we have in error, 
more faith in spirit than in matter, more faith in living than in dying, more faith in God than in man, then no material supposition can prevent us from healing the sick and destroying error. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, Our Father, which, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily Will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 205. Oh, for a faith that will not shrink, though pressed by every foe, that will not tremble on the brink of any earthly woe. Hymn number 205.
Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. Our website, plainfieldcs.com, has an impressive collection of the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to, and some other writings by Mrs. Eddy that you may not have known about, and also writings by students who lived in her home and were taught directly by her. So feel free to look through the website. There is never a charge, it's all free. Our goal is to share this teaching with all who will live it and use it to bless all mankind. In fact, we actually have a total of 17 very active websites in a variety of languages so that people all around the world can hear the truths of pure Christian science in their own language. We have a publishing department that is always busy. Today, the full text lesson booklets for November were mailed. So look for them in your mailbox pretty soon. They'll be coming. We have a Bible study here every month. And the next one is this Saturday, October 15th at 10 o'clock in the morning. The Bible study questions have just been posted on the church website. So be sure to check them out and join us for a really interesting and lively Bible study this Saturday, October 15th at 10 a.m. Just call the teleconference number and join us. Every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we have our roundtable discussion. This is where we discuss things from the weekly lesson and other current topics and learn how to better understand and to live Christian science. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Then right after the round table, our Sunday morning church service begins at 11. So be sure to join us for both of these, the round table at 10 a.m and the church service at 11. <clears throat> Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school isn't limited to those who live in and around Plainfield. Many of the students call in on a dedicated teleconference number from out of state. So if you have children of Sunday school age who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get the phone number, and they can attend by phone too. Our teachers will be very happy and eager to welcome them. We also have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, this section entitled, Testimonials. 
Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you, as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Karen from California. Go ahead, please. Good evening, and thank you for those inspiring readings on faith and confidence, um, Florence. They were wonderful. Ten years ago, when my children started to move out of state, it was difficult at first for me to be happy about it. This presented the perfect opportunity for me to correct the false sense of motherhood. The Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, including man in his image and likeness. In our textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mrs. Eddy, she reiterates what we are told in the Bible, quote, the scriptures inform us that man was made in the image and likeness of God, end quote. This is the science on which our practice of Christian science rests. God is the one father mother, and we are all his children. Man is not a creator. We are all under the care and love of the one parent, God. I began to see that what blesses them is blessing me. And that blessing was the understanding of my true relationship with them, all being the sons and daughters of God. This correct view of those I called my children enabled me now to be happy for them and see that their moves were blessing each one of them, and how could I not be happy? A few years ago, when I began working with a practitioner from Plainfield, one of the first things she said to me was that God had a perfect plan for me. Affirming and resting in that fact, I knew that all things were working together for good. Nothing could interrupt or interfere with God's plan for any of us. As a result, very unexpected changes started to happen in my life, and very rapidly. 
My husband and I had bought a summer home on an island in the Pacific Northwest. After only three summers there, it became very clear to both of us that this was not the right place for us. It was also becoming apparent to me that it was time to move out of the house I had lived in for 35 years. I was so certain that that would never happen. But I was learning how to have more faith in God and trust Him to guide us to wherever He needed us to be. We sold two houses and moved into a new house, all within a five-month period. I couldn't be happier that God put us where He did. Even those who were involved in either the selling or buying of these houses kept remarking on not only the speed in which all of this was happening, but the harmonious way everything was unfolding. Another of the many blessings that occurred as I was dropping all sense of human will and leaving plans in the hands of God, after eight years, my daughter moved back home. Two years later, my youngest son and his fiancée moved back and now married and live within 10 minutes of where my husband and I now live. Sitting around our table recently when they all came over for dinner, I was so grateful that in trusting God and his plan, we don't lose anything but the false sense of human will and gain true peace. In fact, The relationships I now have with my children are even better than before they moved away. They often express their gratitude for how God's plan worked out to have us all living near each other again. The relationships with my oldest son and his family, who still live out of state, have also become more harmonious. I am so grateful to God for his love and how he cares, provides, and protects each and every one of his children. Thank you. Thank you. In the article, Listening to God, by Gilbert Carpenter, he talks about how, when seeking God and listening to him, that man indeed receives and hears the voice of God. Take it on good faith. This is a quote believe that it is being recorded on the tablet of your mind and when the right time comes you will be able to give it out and know that what God has been trying been saying to you by what you say to another this truth about God helped me when I was talking to one of my grandsons he is in his late 20s and has been advised to read books on psychology and go to a psychologist. I don't remember many of the words except love, that love heals all suffering. It was simply stated and short. When I finished, he told me that what he had just heard made the most sense to him of all the talk so far. We then made plans for a possible visit, and he filled me in on his busy busy life. God is so kind and good. I am learning here at Plainfield that part of never being off guard 
is to be listening for the still, small voice of God, for he is always talking to us. Good evening. Thank you. Jeremy. Thank you. This past week, I had an opportunity to go up to my, where my adult children are now living. This is the first time I've been up to that town in eight or nine years. And I was grateful to be able to go there with the fresh eyes and heart that I've gained through being here in Plainfield and learning this science. I'm grateful also that I have grown in the ability to keep my spiritual armor on and remain peaceful. Both of my kids told me they appreciated the peace that I brought. Another reason I'm grateful for this trip is that there was a bit of contention growing between them due to each one having uncommunicated expectations for the other. There have been times in the past where it felt right just to let them work it out on their own, but this time I felt very strongly that I needed to get involved. I told them what I've learned here in Plainfield about the importance of putting our self-will and self-justifications aside and being open to what feels right in the moment to do and to say. I also said doing our best to do unto others as you would have them do unto you would be a great help to them. And finally, I let them know that I could see the root of their issue was the fact that they love and miss each other. And even though adult life is bringing on new responsibilities, they can still find a, re a way to remain best friends as they always said they were in their youth. I left them with that and had a beautiful trip back, and upon getting home, I had a message from my daughter saying the two of them cleared the air and had a wonderful conversation. I'm very grateful for Christian Science and for this church and for practitioner support which have been teaching me all I need to be useful to God in every situation. Thank you. And now I have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. There were many wonderful testimonies last week. Thank you all so much. One testifier mentioned how the discipline of ballet focuses on the basics and getting them right. I smiled as I listened because it reminded me of a time when I worked with a person who had been a singer at the Royal Opera Company. At that time, the Royal Opera Company would rehearse in a space that was also shared by the Royal Ballet, so the rehearsal rooms for singers and dancers were located in the same building. Well, this person had gone to see Mikhail Baryshnikov performing Swan Lake. He spoke of the beautiful leaps and jumps that this incredibly gifted dancer was able to deliver on stage during a Sunday matinee performance that he attended. Next day, 9am Monday, this person reported for work as a singer in the opera company. At the rehearsal rooms, he walked past a door that stood ajar. There was no one in the room, but Mikhail Baryshnikov, standing at the bar performing foundation exercises. 9am on a Monday morning, not even 24 hours after leaping and thrilling audiences in Swan Lake, here was this great dancer coming right back to fundamentals, right back to the basics. First position, second position, plie. This story always struck me as a great example of diligence to the foundational work required in all avenues of human endeavour. Without strong foundations, a dancer cannot perform, 
for there is no leaping without plie. In studying Christian science at Plainfoot Independent, I have often been reminded and been very grateful for the reminder that the foundations of our faith must be perfectly tended to. There is no great leap with signs following unless our foundations are pure, strong, straight and correct. Christian science is absolutely infallible. Our understanding of it must be tended to faithfully and diligently so that the Christ healing may operate freely and wholly and completely in our lives. It is a discipline, but one well worthy of all the love one can muster, for as Mrs. Eddy expressed it, quote, with it win we the race of the centuries. The Bible tells us it is a straight and narrow road, and Scripture warns us that many are called but few are chosen. I often think of those humble foundational exercises performed at 9am on a Monday morning where a lone dancer prepares to leap to the heavens as I go about my daily duties that Plainfield has taught me how to perform. The roundtables, meetings and recordings taught by our holy practitioners and our faithful church members at Plainfield Independent never let me stray from our sure foundation in Christian science. The truth that Christ Jesus taught and practiced is the same ever-eternal truth that Mary Baker Eddy defined through holy revelation to nourish a waiting world. I am so very grateful to God above, to Christ Jesus, to Mary Baker Eddy, to our early workers, and to all at Plainfield Independent for living as Mrs. Eddy wrote, quote, as adherents of truth. My everlasting thanks to God, to all who have striven to understand and to practice pure Christian science. So much love to you all. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Patricia in Canada. I'm reading from my diary. 1983. A seven-year-old boy in my Sunday school class came to me after class and confided that three or four boys would chase him after school and beat him and kick him where it hurt. This had apparently gone on for a fairly a long time frequently. When he told me this, a wave of gratitude surged over me for this child's honesty and openness to Christian science for the fact that Christian science is unembarrassed and unmoved by sin in any form, but that it maintains a compassionate, healing attitude. He seemed to need love, so I sat him on my knee and hugged him while I opened the Bible and explained to him the difference between a spiritual view of creation, as expressed in the first chapter of Genesis, where God made everything good, and a false material view of creation where God created man from matter capable of sin. I explained how there really are not two creations, a material one and a spiritual one, but only a spiritual, all-good one. I talked to him about God as Elohim and God as Yahweh, and about man having dominion. Dominion was a new word and concept for him, and he asked a lot of questions about all of this. 
We talked about the fact that material sense is a liar and that you have to ask God what is true. I asked him if he wanted me to pray for him and he said yes. I couldn't contact him through the week as his parent is somewhat antagonistic toward Christian science although she appreciates it just enough to want her children to attend Sunday school. I prayed during the week with thoughts of oneness and at one cause, <clears throat> excuse me, cause, peace, purity, and gentleness versus aggressive animality. But the following Sunday, the boy reported that there was no improvement and discouraged he wanted to give up on the spiritual approach because he found the beatings very real. The picture he painted was very graphic indeed, so I spent the next week forcibly denouncing the false view of creation to erase these pictures from my mind. The next Sunday, my little friend, all smiles, told me that the attacks had all ceased. He said, you know, those boys were really good. They attend a religious school near where I live, so they should know how to act like God. I guess they just forgot how to. But somehow their principal found out what they were doing, and he told them to stop, and they have. I told him that I had kept on praying, and he gave me a big hug and said, I guess that prayer stuff works if you keep at it. Jesus often demonstrated what he had just taught by healing, and in attempting to follow his example, I try to remember that Sunday school teaching in this vital science includes healing proof and demonstration of the truths communicated in class, kind of like selling a vacuum cleaner, I suppose. First the praise for the product, then the teaching explanation of how it works, and then the demonstration to show them that it works. My thanks to uh, Plainfield for what I'm learning here, too. I wanted to uh, say it's been a lot of learning going on. Thank you. Thank you. Bonnie. Bonnie from California. Go ahead, please. Good evening, and thank you for those inspiring readings, Florence. During the shutdown, I found that I really missed church, and uh, my local church had shut down. And I'm grateful that I was directed to this church. I love all the readily available resources this church makes available. And I'm grateful to have found Florence Roberts, who has helped me grow, and for her easy-to-understand book and other books available on the website, and for the atmosphere of thought at this church. I was thinking this morning about one of Mrs. Eddy's statements in Science and Health. She said, There is no power apart from God. Omnipotence has all power. To acknowledge any other power is to dishonor God. It came to me that to allow a person or occurrence to take away one's joy, energy, peace, health, or clarity is dishonoring God. So I'm very grateful to be here tonight and to be part of this lovely church. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings and music tonight. I would like to express my gratitude for our weather committee tonight 
and I'm very grateful to know that there are people who are watching and praying for our weather for the world around the day. I'm also very grateful for the inspiration that they share and very grateful for all that I have learned about praying for the weather from my practitioner, the writings on our website, and the testimonies of others in this church. The other day, a storm had been predicted in our area, and we began early to pray about it through the day. Later in the afternoon, there was one point when the storm suddenly dropped down into Plainfield. The winds were extraordinarily high, and at one point I felt the need to get in the middle of the house away from all windows and doors. I had my phone with me and took time to listen to chapter 62, A Spiritual Footsteps by Carp Gilbert Carpenter, which can be found on our website, and held to the truths that I was hearing. I also remembered the many times I witnessed protection regarding weather. I held to the allness of God's love for all his creation and knew he never made any weather to harm. I felt a strong sense of the importance of being firm in these prayers for the protection of all the people around. And I remember praying also for the trees, as has been mentioned before during testimonies. The storm stopped almost as suddenly as it started. A large tree branch had come down halfway through, but it did not harm anyone or any property, which I was very grateful for, and it was quickly disposed of the next day, which happened to be the brush collection day at the trash center. There also was no harm done at the church or at any part of the playing field that I had been made aware of. I'm very grateful to be a member of this church for Christ Jesus and his teachings and Mrs. Eddie and her writings and the uh, support of my practitioner. Thank you. Thank you. Gary. I was thinking recently about an experience I had uh, for which I'm very grateful. Um, I've, I've mentioned this before, but I think it's worth repeating. Uh, it was a few years ago, and my, uh, my business partner and I independently came to the same conclusion that we needed to make a kind of a dramatic change in our business. And uh, so I prayed about this, and I asked God to show me what he wanted, and um, very soon thereafter, a company approached us about acquiring our business and uh, having us work for them. And the whole thing seemed to meet what we felt was what our business needed. Well, shortly after that, another company approached us with a similar proposal. So all of a sudden, we had two proposals that looked very promising and um, were consistent with what we thought our business needed. Well, that was when I called a Christian Science practitioner from this church for help. And the practitioner told me, in no uncertain terms, that the only reason for doing anything different with our business was for spiritual growth. 
Well, that kind of put a different spin on everything. And uh, he also told me that the only legitimate employment that I had was to serve God. And that I should not have any preconceived notions about human employment, nor should I let my human history define me. Well, this set my thought straight and clear, and I felt very good about proceeding. And in our conversations with each company, it became clear to us that one proposal would be much better than the other. Um, and it would allow me to continue to work in my New Jersey office most of the time, remain close to home, and to do the work that I had been doing for church, which had become very important to me. Within a couple of months, we completed our sale to this company, and everyone was very happy. And since then, everyone has continued to be very happy. I think what I'm most grateful for was to see God at work in the whole thing. Being told that the only purpose of the whole thing was for spiritual growth helped me through many difficult negotiations. It kept the whole experience in God's hands, which is where every experience should always be. So, and I'm certain that that is why it worked out as well as it did. Well, I'm very grateful for the help I received from the practitioner. I'm very grateful for Christian science, for Mary Baker Eddy's discovery, which governs the entire universe and every one of our experiences. And I'm so grateful to be here with you all, and thank you very much for the readings tonight, Florence. Thank you. Day Day from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Good evening. Thank you for tonight's reading. One of the many lessons I'm learning through Christian science in this church is the importance of not only looking to God in every need, but trusting him wholeheartedly and having increasing and unwavering faith. When thinking of how to increase my faith, I can see no better way than to remind myself of all the good God has already done. I must ask myself, if God created me, loved me, and knows what is best for me, why wouldn't he take care of me? In thinking of many past healings, I ask, if he showed me the way then, why wouldn't he show me the way now? If he protected me then, why wouldn't he protect me now? If he provided for me then, why wouldn't he provide for me now? And so on. More importantly, I must focus on the truth that God is ever active in caring for me, doing all that he needs to when he needs to, and I must do my part to pray, listen, trust, and obey. It's my responsibility to remain patient while maintaining my gratitude and looking to innumerable personal experiences as undeniable proof that there's nothing for me to worry about. 
I'm so thankful for all that we have in this church that's helping me to learn and grow and do my work to improve my faith and my trust in God. Thank you so much for tonight's readings again, and thank you for all the testimonies given. I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Bruce. Last week in our responsive reading for our lesson, we had a passage from the Bible that's meant a lot to me. Basically, it says, the mercy of the Lord endureth forever. And this is a passage from the Bible that's actually repeated several times, many times in Psalms and in other parts of the Bible as well. So the fact that it's repeated so often means that it must be very significant, and it certainly is. And throughout many years, I must say that whenever I've wondered, how will I ever carry on? This the basic truth that the mercy of the Lord endureth forever has picked me up and carried me. And I'm very grateful for it. And in fact, I have another experience with this passage in the Bible. This goes back a couple of years when I was a young kid in school and I was in a gym class. And it seemed like the activities that day were particularly strenuous. And next thing you know, I'm feeling it pretty strongly. But I remembered this passage that the mercy of the Lord endureth forever. And at that time, it gave me a chance to think about God and less about myself. And it made uh, the carrying on with that class much easier. So I'm very grateful for that. This is a basic fundamental truth. And I'm grateful that uh, God has uh, got it in the Bible and that we can use it. Thank you. Craig. Thank you, Florence, for those really helpful and inspiring readings. And thanks. I love the music that we play here. It's always, it stays with you even when we leave. Surely for many years now, these hymns have stayed with me and my friends. I am so glad that we have this schoolhouse, place of learning on the web and it, and present in our churches, church, and a round table to, of, of Christian science, which our teacher had said is common sense. But it's common sense that finally you see the results of common sense. When I was, before I got here, I used to put the amazing on the back burner, or sort of on the side if I couldn't quite uh, figure them out or come to peace with it. But here, I, I, round, <clears throat> I realized that all the years I believed that God was good, and I, and I all the time, and I, now I see it. And Mrs. Eddie explains that he is, and he's nothing but, and never was anything less than good. And it's so refreshing and, and happifying. So, uh, it, it does so much to, there's no ups, Life has fewer ups and downs and drops. Well, thank God for the article, No Big Power Veto by Herbert Ritchie. It's, it's on our website and it's opening my eyes more and more to just, just 
they, the, all the, just the steadiness and the constant goodness of God, and that uh, that we knowing that can be so much of a presence, a calming presence in this world. When things around us aren't doing right, we we bring that peace and the truth, and we, and we see healing. Uh, today, my uh, wife couldn't find some things that she needed, and she was getting upset. And I, I had told her, you know, from Christian Science, that God is all seeing. There's nothing lost in mind. And that, that calm sense that I had is just uh, gave her peace. And I just stayed with it, went of my business. And soon after, she came upstairs to where I was. And I turned to the printer beside her and I said, here's your stuff. And she said, I was right here before. And I looked and I didn't even see it. And it just goes to show that it was there all the time. But it just took calm, Christian science calm, to see it. God uh, is with us all the time and make sure that we can, well, I'd say be a light in some way all the time. Because if everybody knew, <laughs> they need not get upset, but just turn to God and his mercy and his love and his truth, they would. And more and more from this church and Mary Bakery and our teachers and our lesson sermons, I, I'm sure they're seeing it. Thank you. Thank you. Lenny from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. I just wanted to express my gratitude for finding this church, this independent church over, I think it's been over 10 years now. Um, it just, it woke me up from some pretty serious stagnation in, in Christian science and has shown a new light on my study and, and practice of Christian science. Um, I also want to express my gratitude to Florence for the readings on faith and trust in God. That's one of the, the pillars I think that I've learned over the years um, working with the practitioners in this church is to really um, build that deeper trust and faith in God. Um, some of the earlier testimonies tonight had to do with children and kind of letting go that false sense of motherhood and parenting and I wanted to share um, an experience I've had recently with my own daughter that I'm extremely grateful for. Um, my husband and I recently sold our house, but prior to selling, I had had a lot of worry about uh, selling the house and, and our daughter was living with us and, and she was going to need to move out. And frankly, it was probably time for her to move out. You know, she's, she is an adult now and we have kind of been talking about it, but I realized I've been hanging on to a lot of concern and fear about what would it be like if I wasn't around for her? You know, it, just this very false sense of motherhood, like this need to kind of be there in case I needed to do something or step in or um, almost like I didn't trust her to be on her own. And I realized that that was just a very false, wrong sense of, of motherhood. And it reminded me of 
um, and there's a story in the Bible about studying the ark, where um, I think it was a man stepped forward, someone, the ark bearers were carrying the ark somewhere, and so one of them stumbled, and someone else stepped forward to study the ark, and in the story, God strikes him down, and I remember not always understanding that story at first, but then coming to realize, and it was probably probably one of our Bible studies at this church, that um, he was stepping forward to do God's work, and he hadn't done it at God's instruction, and that's why he was struck down for it. And it was that false sense of stepping in and getting in God's way. And I realized that was what I was kind of doing with my daughter. You know, I wasn't trusting her to God. I wasn't trusting the work that I was doing, the prayerful work that I do, that I do to support and, you know, and to um, pray for her daily to be effective. So I've been working with that. And I have to say that um, since we, since we have since moved and have been actually living far enough away that I don't get to see her quite as much because we haven't found a new place yet, but we have had some really wonderful uh, loving conversations regularly with her. She calls us a lot just to, you know, like ask questions or check in. And the, the level of gratitude that she's expressed towards us as well has just been um, just very beautiful to see. And I, I was thinking about that tonight, just like how much I feel like she is blossoming. And I think so am I in my own way too, um, watching her be, you know, really be her own person. So I'm just, I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful for the progress that's being made there. And it's, it just, it has to do with everything I've been learning since coming to Plainfield. I know last week in Bruce's readings, he talked about Apollos finding the early church. And he read that they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. And I thought to myself last week that I think that it, really just defines so perfectly what I feel is going on at Plainfield, and I'm just extremely grateful for that. And thank you to you all. Thank you. Florence from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. I'm just grateful that we have a way of increasing our faith and our trust in God that we choose to pray and so when we pray, we must also know that whatever we ask God, we can have with expectation. I have a testimony from Germany. Um, there's another one, but I think I'll read that one next week. The German one says, Today I was led to turn my room around and give gratitude. Many challenges have appeared where a friend has done some humanly troubling things, so I have been awake at night asking God what to do in going forward. I am grateful to continue to learn that God is the only true friend and those that we call friends are only that when I acknowledge their and my mutual heritage as children of God. I thought of my long relationship with the science and health and how much I have learned working with Christian science to spiritually understand. So last night I faced the troubled sea and saw truth walk with me. This gave me the awareness that gratitude shines the light on all possibilities, and that includes each and every one of us. 
No one can be left outside of this abiding awareness and to see otherwise is to participate in the false idea of my identity and that of God's children. I am grateful to have felt this and I'm grateful for the loving guidance God effortlessly shines on each and every one of us. In addition, I'm grateful for practitioner guidance and support. I would like to add that it is really a comfort to be able to find many gems of spiritual contemplation on the Plainfield website, which is 24-7 online library. Additionally, there is the exchange of deep thought and realization at the online services as well as the roundtables and Bible study. I am deeply blessed. I think I'll leave the rest for the next week. Thanks. I'm grateful for everybody's testimony tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening. I have a few testimonies to read tonight as well. First from California. I want to express my gratitude for a healing that took place in my house this week. Several months ago, I offered up a prayer to God for a dog in need, feeling that my home was ready for this addition. Two weeks ago, my brother read of a 60-pound, two-and-a-half-year-old Siberian Husky needing a home. He had been in the shelter system for five months and was on the fast track to be euthanized. Last week, my family accompanied me to the shelter, shelter where I adopted him. The short little honeymoon time with the dog traveling to my home soon turned into the realities of what would be required to settle him in. Behavioral issues of mouthing, jumping up on me, placing his paws on countertops to take things, and doing his chores inside instead of outside caused me great distress. He took 24-hour attention. I found I couldn't read my lesson, seemingly had no time to even think about God, spending all of my time chasing the dog around. Remembering a conversation with my practitioner where she alerted me to the need to handle animal, animal magnetism that could come through a, a pet, I realized that I was being handled and awoke and began to ask God for his help. The answer came based on what I already knew of God and his creation seeing that dog as God created him. I bless the dog for his obedience, his calm nature, his love of home and family, his desire to be good. I gave gratitude for the presence of the dog who caused my daily activities to be reformed to include this dog and was grateful that I was flexible. Our watch this week by Gilbert Carpenter, number 117, tells us, that we must learn to be plastic and flexible under the Father's hand, so that all that is human may yield to the divine." End quote. The next day I awoke to a changed dog, a dog who wanted to please. We are in the process of working with a trainer and all is going well. But the turning point in the whole situation came when I turned to God and after fixing my thought, left things in his hands. I am so grateful to be part of this Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent and for all that I learn about God and His creation through our Bible lessons and watches, which helps us in realizing our spiritual natures. Thank you, Plainfield practitioners, for your support of us all and for this church. 
And then this is from Mexico City. I want to thank, I want to give thanks for the wonderful unreality lesson and for the round table on Sunday, October 2nd. One of the things I have to thank Plainfield Church in general is that you have justly brought me out of the state of stagnation and immobility that I fell into for many years. Now I feel that I am walking again with a divine mind. I am getting rid of bad habits of thought. I have retaken my study of Christian science with more energy and trying to practice what I am understanding every day. I am rediscovering my way to the Father, knowing the importance of vigilance and not being satisfied with what I have achieved. No more conformism. Another important issue is that the instructive Plainfield Roundtables and the readings on the website, especially those of the early workers and Herbert Rickey, have helped me to get out of a selfish prayer center too much on me and my personal problems, which only stagnated and immobilized me in many aspects. I am happy because I am regaining my spiritual elasticity, so to speak, and focusing more prayer towards the world. Truly, Christian science is about sharing and elevating our motives in life beyond meeting only our personal needs. Moral and spiritual regeneration is the most important part of true healing. I realize now that several healings I had in Christian science in my past were actually faith healings, which Mrs. Eddy warns us against. But now I am on my spiritual way again. I thank the infinite mind, the Christ, the Holy Spirit, the, the blessed practitioner who is supporting me, and the committed Plainfield members. God continue to bless you all very much. Amen. And then finally, from South Dakota, Plainfield. Thank you to the dedicated, consecrated workers at the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church. Your work means that I actually have access to a Christian science reading room 24-7. Thank you. And that the church and a workshop on Christian science avail every Sunday that I can participate in, Bible study and the Wednesday evening testimony meeting, all made possible by the dedicated workers that give up their time and love so generously. Your blessing is being felt sometime in the middle of the night, sometimes during a service, sometimes during quiet morning hours, sometimes during, during a unity watch. Thank you all. I love the recent citation from Science and Health that I have memorized, which remind me of the strength and foundation of Mary Baker Eddy's work and inspiration. One of them so beautifully states the definition of divine metaphysics, and the other is a beautiful prayer. Divine met metaphysics, as revealed to spiritual understanding, shows clearly that all is mind and that mind is God, omnipotence, omnipresence, omniscience. That is all power, all presence, all science. Hence, all is in reality the manifestation of mind. And that's a quote from Mrs. Eddy. Thank you, God, for your presence always. And thank you all for this wonderful service, those beautiful readings on faith, thought that passage from No and Yes was so wonderful about true prayer, something to study and think about. I'm very grateful to be here to be part of this wonderful service, and may God bless you all, and have a good night. Thank you.
To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 59. Fight the good fight with all thy might. Christ is thy strength and Christ thy right. Lay hold on life and it shall be thy joy and crown eternally. Thy joy and crown eternally. And number 59.